My name is Jenny Hinchcliffe, and this is Senders Receive, a podcast about mail, art, and the people who make it happen. Broadcasting from beautiful San Francisco while bringing you stories and experiences of postal moderns and mail art mavens. Let's go ahead and bring on the show. Hi there, my name is Jenny Hinchcliffe, and welcome to episode two of Senders Receive. Today, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, what mail art is according to me, and um, I get a lot of questions about that, and so I thought that, you know, in kind of one of these early episodes, it would be a good idea to just sort of talk a little bit about my philosophy and approach and sort of um, ideas in general for, you know, what mail art is and how we can think about defining it or not, depending on how we work as artists. And so to start, I'll just say, um, you know, my name is Jenny. Some of you know me as Red Letter Day. That's my mail art moniker. In our last episode, I talked a little bit about the podcast and, you know, why I was interested in doing a podcast. And so that sort of led to other, you know, questions and thinking about, uh, you know, talking to people more about mail art and correspondence art and making and sending things through the mail. So, so that led to this episode. And, and I, I want to be sure and really um, state clearly <laughs> that when I, when I talk about mail art and correspondence art and making and sending things, these are, these are my opinions. You know, there's, there are no hard and fast rules. These are just, they're my ideas and I, I'm happy to share them with you. You know, there are no, <laughs> they're just guidelines, you know. Uh, it's not like I'll, I'll stand there over your shoulder and say, you have to do mail art this way or you must make and send things this way. So, you know, as I sort of talk about my ideas around mail art and what it is, um, they really are are my opinions. And other people will have other opinions, and that is absolutely 100% A-OK. I, of course, encourage and support those opinions, and I love hearing all about them. And that's part of what makes this community so great. Individual artists get to define their definitions for themselves. And so I think that's a really important thing to realize and understand. Just as a quick little recap, because some of you who are listening today might be new to the mail art scene or um, maybe unfamiliar with the work that I've done. Um, I've been active in mail art circles since 1996. Uh, It seems kind of unreal now when I think about it. But um, in 2005, I spent a lot of time creating a mail art zine called Red Letter Day, which is where my mail art name comes from. And so I did four issues of that. I talk about it in uh, episode number one. Um, And some people, you know, listening may may remember that zine. They may have participated in it. Um, In 2009, I co-authored the book Good Mail Day, a primer for eye-popping post, which also many people uh, know that book, Good Mail Day. Uh, It was a fantastic project, and um, it, you know, still lives on. Lots of people have the book, love the book, use the book. So for that, I'm really happy and grateful always. 
Um, in 2011, I founded the San Francisco Correspondents Co-op, which is still going strong. We're going to celebrate our 10th year together uh, this year. And uh, the Correspondents Co-op is a monthly mail art social club. We gather, he- well, we gather online right now. Um, but usually in the pre-COVID times, we uh, would gather once a month uh, at the San Francisco Public Library. And, in, you know, the co-op is basically a group of, you know, postal folks and correspondence lovers who get together and just socialize like crazy. So that's always a great time. And I can hardly wait to get back to my co-op peeps in person. In 2014, I organized the uh, conference Ex Postal Facto, which some of you may know. That was a three-day conference that was dedicated to mail art. A great time. People from across the country and a handful of people from around the globe attended. And I've also just participated in various Millert projects and exhibitions and events over the years. So um, I make and send a lot of mail. Uh, I create artist stamps. I love working in collage. Um, I use a lot of rubber stamping in my own work. I do a lot of additioning. So, you know, that means that I'll make a group of you know, 10 or 15 postcards, and I'll send them all out at once. Um, I've done assembling zines and things like that. So I really just love making, sending, and then, you know, trying out new ideas and figuring out ways to, (laughs) you know, connect with people through the mail. So that's a little bit about... um, my history and how I have operated up until this time uh, in the Mail Art Network. I talk about this a lot in episode number one of the podcast, but part of the reason why I wanted to start Senders Receive, uh, the podcast, is because I feel like now more than ever, it's a great time and an important time to start collecting people's stories and have them talk about their experiences working within correspondent circles, mail art networks, what it's like to sort of be um, creating art, making art, sending art in this renaissance of things like letter writing and mail art. And so that's like the huge sort of motivation behind creating a podcast. I see it as a natural extension of connecting with people through the mailbox. This is another way to do that and then to share people's stories with the network in general, but also a community at large. So I'm really excited about that aspect of the podcast. So (laughs) with that, what are we talking about when we talk about mail art? It's a great question. Um, You know, like I said, it it means different things to different people. You can get a group of 20 people together and ask them all that exact question, and they will all invariably give you a different answer. But, you know, ever since mail art became kind of a thing in the late 60s and early 70s, there have always been some general guidelines or rules that have been observed. It's it's a pretty wild and woolly art form, but at the same time, you need a little bit of some guidelines just to make the thing work, right? So 
Early participants claimed that there weren't really any rules for mail art or that there shouldn't be. But, you know, guidelines still kind of popped up. And over time, these guidelines evolved with the ebb and flow of the network itself. An example of an early guideline would be, um, you know, for a long time, there was a belief that you should never accept money. Uh, for your mail art, you should never exchange money. Mail art and money don't mix was the actual phrase that you would see a lot. Some other, uh, I feel like that thought has changed a little bit, you know, 40, 50 years on. But some of the guidelines that are still with us that people still use really actively are things like no jury, no fees. In call for entry guidelines, you'll see You'll see things like no juries, no fees, uh, no sendbacks. Um, so, you know, that means all work is accepted and shown in a mail art exhibition. There are no fees to participate. And your artwork will not be returned to you at the end of the exhibition. It will go into the organizer's archive. But you'll receive something in return. That's the unspoken rule or guideline around that. These days, the thing that you receive in return, you know, oftentimes your work will be posted on someone's blog or in a Facebook group. In the 70s, 80s, 90s, you would receive physical documentation. You know, examples of that would be uh, like a mailing address list with all of the participants' you know, addresses, or maybe you would receive a photo CD of everyone's work. You know, something that was a nice thank you in exchange for your work that you had submitted or a way for you to expand your network of people to write with and interact with. So I have a lot of feelings and opinions <laughs> about about documentation. I mean, that really is going to be its own future episode. But... Those are some examples of early mail art guidelines. Uh, mail art and money don't mix, no juries, no fees, that sort of thing. If we go back to my personal philosophies and my ideas about mail art, you know, for <laughs> for this episode, I, I, I spent a lot of time thinking for you guys about what, uh, if I had to boil down... My way of working in three key thoughts. These were the things that I decided to share with you. So the first is that when I make something and I send something out, I let it go. And so what I mean when I say that is that I make the thing because I want to, and I send it away because I want to. And I look at the making of the thing. Let's say it's a postcard. The making of the postcard is a practice in letting go of that physical object and sending it out into the world, regardless of whether or not I'll receive anything in return. And the reason why I mention this is because I hear from enough people that I think of it, that I keep thinking about it. People who say to me, 
you know, I spend all this time, I spend all this labor, I spend all this, you know, attention making a thing. And then I have a really hard time letting it go. And I totally get that. (laughs) I totally get that. But I also, you know, for my personal practice, I think it's a really, really good and important exercise to practice making something so wonderful that you're so happy with and you're so attached to, and yet you can let it go out into the world to a complete stranger. That's a really amazing, amazing thing when you think about it. If you're a person who, um, I'm, I'm sure many of you can identify with this. <laughs> like the ephemera just comes. <laughs> it, it never, ever, ever seems to stop. So if I can use it to make something beautiful, you know, if I'm recycling cereal box cereal boxes out of my recycling and I'm pulling wrapping paper from my, you know, Christmas presents and I'm like saving, I'm magpieing all of these little bits and pieces to like someday, someday, someday make something beautiful. Well, you know, the time is now. So make it happen. Make it happen and send it out to someone who will love it and appreciate it. That's one of my personal practices, definitely. You know, one of my other sort of personal philosophies is that when I participate in uh, mail art calls or mail art exhibitions, I'll actively send artwork to the exhibits or shows that send out physical documentation. And this relates back to what I was talking about just a few minutes ago. My preference, and again, it's just my preference, when I enter someone's exhibition or show, my preference is always that I receive something physical and tangible in return. And the reason around that is that I feel that if I have spent the time and the effort and the energy to create something that I love and I want to send to this exhibition, I would like the thank you for that exchange to be something physical in return. Whether it's a, you know, piece of work that the organizer has sent, or again, an address list, or a sheet of artist stamps, I will enter those shows every time over a show that lists the documentation as being online. Because honestly, um... Yeah, like a blog post in a Facebook group is not as interesting to me as receiving an address list in the mail. And again, that's totally my preference. So my my third personal philosophy that I decided to share with you is that I I try and reply to everyone. And this became really, really important to me when Good Mail Day was published, um, when the book came out. A lot of mail started arriving at my P.O. box. And so, you know, it became important to me that for everybody who wrote in, I would write them back. And so it may take a while. (laughs) Uh, But my goal is to respond back to everyone, you know. And 
I may be opening up a gate there, but but that's how it is. Um, I don't let myself feel guilty about how long it takes me to respond. <laughs> I know some people really beat themselves up over this, and especially if you know people are new to the scene, they feel they can feel really overwhelmed initially because you know, suddenly you're getting all of this amazing stuff in your mailbox, you know, and and you feel like you have to keep up, you have to respond. But, you know, the thing is the the mail art community can expand and contract depending on where you're at as a correspondent. Like, life gets busy and things get in the way and sometimes you feel like working in the studio and sometimes you don't. So I would say don't feel guilty. <laughs> <laughs> but do try and respond if you can. I'm not I'm not looking to set any world records. I, you know, some things take more time than others. More some postcards come easily and others don't. So, you know, sometimes things just take longer. And 2020 is a great example. Like everything took longer last year. So, um and all my incoming mail is really different, too. So, you know, I want to craft a response that, you know, honors the mail that that person sent me. I don't just want to send a picture postcard or something, you know. So I feel like I try and reply to everything, and it can take some time. But it continues that really nice circle, that idea that I talked about in episode one, the idea of senders receive. You know, you send out into the world, you receive into your P.O. box, and that creates a really nice circle of, you know, ideas and communication and inspiration. So I think, you know, like ultimately one of the best philosophies a new person to the scene can adopt is, and, you know, I... I tell people this in my classes too. It's really important that you find your own style. And that style can be whatever you make it. That's the great thing about mail art. It's really liberating for a lot of people. You know, you don't have to be a fine artist. You don't have to know how to draw or paint or, you know, any of those super specific techniques. You know, your mail art style can be whatever you want it to be. Something that you like to do on paper or sometimes even not. If you get into certain kinds and types of mail art, you know, go with that and spend time experimenting and exploring, you know, all of the little pathways that that takes you down. Because, you know, again, like any art practice, you should enjoy doing it. <laughs> Sure, it'll be difficult sometimes and, you know, like life gets in the way and everything, but making mail art should not be an obligation. You should enjoy doing it and you should share that sense of fun with other people. So that's what I would encourage someone who's new to the scene who says, hey, how do I get into this this wacky thing? You know, where should I start? I would say spend some time thinking about the kinds of things you want to make. You know, do you do you love rubber stamps? Do you love watercolor? Do you love postcards? Do you love working big? Do you love working small? Like, just kind of think about that 
and and then just go ahead and dive right in. <laughs> because honestly, there's room for everyone at this table. I am not joking. There is room for everyone. <laughs> you know, make the thing, whether it's a postcard, whether it's artist stamps, whether it's a mailing label stuck onto a can of chicken noodle soup. You just make the thing because you're inspired to and then mail it away because you want to. I think that's really, really one of the takeaways <laughs> of episode two. <laughs> so on that note, I'll, I'll leave you with those ideas to chew on. And um, in the meantime, uh, I'll put all of the information, uh, social, email, and mailing in the show notes. And uh, until next time, Postal People, I hope to see you in the mail. Bye for now. Senders Receive is recorded, edited, and hosted by Jenny Hinchcliffe, with many, many thanks to the contributors, artists, and interview subjects of Senders Receive. Our intro-outro music is by Kitsa and used as per the artist's Creative Commons terms. Additional info can be found in the show notes. If you're a mail artist or postal modern interested in being interviewed for Senders Receive, I invite you to send an email to sendersreceivepodcast at gmail.com. Keep current on new episodes at our Instagram account, at sendersreceivepodcast. That's all for now, and thanks for listening.